Thank you to our sponsor, Open Society Foundations, an organization that works to build vibrant and inclusive societies whose governments are accountable and open to the participation of all people. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Tell Black Stories podcast. I'm your host, Rashid Shabazz, Chief Marketing and Storytelling Officer at Color Change. The hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast was created as an extension of Color Change Hollywood, an initiative changing the rules in Hollywood, ensuring accurate, diverse, empathetic, and human portrayals of black people on television and throughout the media landscape. Today, we're happy to welcome Oscar, Golden Globe, Emmy, and Grammy Award winning music artist, actor, producer, philanthropist, author, activist, Common, and I believe I can add doctor to the list of accomplishments with his recent honorary doctorate from FAMU, a historical black college and university. Today he's here to talk about his new book, Let Love Have the Last Word, which is not just a declaration, but a statement of purpose, a daily promise. In the book, Common touches on God, self-love, partners, children, family and community and explores the core tenets of love to help others understand what it means to receive and most important to give love. I'm so excited as a fan and admirer to have you here with us today for the Hashtag Tell Black Stories podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, brother. It's great to see you. Yes, sir, man. Man, so I'm just excited to have you, brother. Thank Um, you, man. Welcome into the space, Color Change. we're going to dive right in because I know you're a busy man. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving. So. All right. But I do want to say I love what you all do, man, Color Change. And I, and I want to say thank you. for It was a beautiful presentation at Riverside. And you all, like, helped bring that into fruition. So I just want to acknowledge, first and foremost, thank you. Thank man. you. Yeah. No, no. It's all love and all yeah. respect, man. Yes, you're a phenomenal sir. leader and representative for us, man. So, so thank you. Thank, thank you, thank uh, so, Common, you've been a friend of Color Change, and last year we partnered on your Oscar party, um, and you were generous enough to narrate our Winning Justice Taking On Prosecutors video, so we are obviously excited to start the launch and celebrate your new book, Let Love Have the Last Word. Love has been a theme throughout your music, from I Used to Love Her, to Come Close, to Love Is, to now with your new book. So I want to start with the obvious first question. Why did you decide to write about love and why now? Well, I think, you know, as you just said, Rashid, a lot of the songs um, and my life has been about striving to be, to love, you know, and, and, but now I felt why now was more because in this journey now that I, I'm learning the places where I've failed, the places where I've been victorious, the, the things that I've used to practice it, um, the things that get me mad and, and I try to figure out how love can overcome those things. I, in my journey, I feel like I wanted to tell these stories because I've learned that storytelling is, is something that allows people to relate to it and also heal and also inspire. And you know, so I was hoping and believe that this book is, is something that, as I tell my story, others will feel okay to share in their story. Others, others will get tools and resources to say, oh, I can utilize this to get through this situation. And I really wanted it, I needed to tell this story now because so many people have talked about how heavy the times are. You know, with, with the political 
atmosphere with the taxes going on with human beings. A lot of conversations is like about how dark times are. And I'm like, man, we can overcome that with just the way we treat each other, the way we treat ourselves. So that's why I, that was the, the urgency of this book for me. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, in the book itself, you, real, you reveal a lot about yourself, about love, yeah. um, about your relationship with your daughter, Omoye, yeah. uh, the relationship with your mother, your father, and your relationship even with yourself. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you spoke about was the need to seek therapy and support. Yeah. Uh, mental health is one issue that is still a taboo, especially for black men. And I love the fact that you were so honest in the yeah. book about the need to do it. Um, given therapy is a theme that you raise in your book, why do you feel mental health is an important issue for our community to address? Well, our communities um, experience a lot of trauma. Just if we just looked at a neighborhood, if I can examine just the south side of Chicago and see that it's poverty there, hmm. it's, it's, it's like a, a, a gang culture there. It's a lot of vi uh, violence that's happening because of the poverty and the situation of being put where you don't have and you look thinking of ways to survive. Um, the lack of opportunity, that has caused like these communities to, to go through a lot. And specifically, I've talked to young people who have lost loved ones and um, don't know what to do. And in many cases, you know, I, I believe that therapy and professional help, mental health support can help see them through so that they can become whole and healthy individuals throughout life because they've seen things that as children yes. that no people should see that people shouldn't have to experience yeah. if I'm telling you I've taken therapy from and I've you know for most parts lived a good life man you know I've seen some things but I haven't been through those things where you know um, I'm a kid and I'm losing somebody I love and then you know and my point is, even as a professional and having success, I still need help. So I'm, I'm looking at the person who also is, man, may not have the opportunities and is going through things. Mental health is one of the things that, that could help benefit so that that person and these people could be whole. Well, I appreciate that because it's so often that we ignore that part and people don't want to feel comfortable talking about it. So I feel you as a representative out there, I've yeah. seen you, uh, I know you were watching the game last night, yeah, I seen yeah. you on everywhere. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, the Bucks are gonna take this, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. watching the game yeah, the and I, was, I saw you on ESPN, yeah, yeah. giving your commentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also saw you on The View and I feel like you're everywhere and I think you're just an amazing representative yeah. right now to, to have you out there talking. So thank yeah. you. No, yeah, that. I think, you know, I think it's one of those discussions that I feel like as a black man, I, I want to talk about it, even though I know it's, it is a stigma to it or in many ways when we were growing up or even maybe now, some people have looked at it and thought it was a weakness, but man, it's a strength to go get help. Somebody put it this way, man, you go get your hair cut every week, then why wouldn't you work on yourself every week? You go, you know, like work on your 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 mind if you go and your spirit, your heart, if you can if you can go get your hair cut or ladies get their nails done and head head did, then man, we can we can work on ourselves like that. We mm -hmm. we have to, cause I mean, no matter how fresh we look, no matter I get my body cut, I want it fresh, <laughs> but but no matter how you know clean cut, I get my beard done. Yeah. If my insides ain't ain't right, then it don't even matter, man. No, it's real. Yeah, that's real. 
Well, every day, Color Change works on and focuses on ending the injustices black people face in the criminal justice system, yeah. from ending money bill to holding prosecutors accountable. We believe no one should have to stay in jail because they lack the money to buy their freedom. Right. In your own work, you've focused and spoken out on a host of issues, but in your book and in general, you've really committed yourself to ending mass incarceration, from performing inside prisons to meeting with political leaders to advocate for change. Out of all the issues we are facing, why is the issue of criminal justice reform so important to you? You know, Rashi, what happened, to be honest, is I was thinking, I was really focused on like youth and I'm still focused on youth development and stopping the violence. But I had the, the opportunity and gift to be able to sit down with Michelle Alexander, who wrote this book, The New Jim Crow. And she, she showed me the connection of the violence that was going on in my city to how the criminal justice system has been perpetuating that. The, the prison system has been perpetuating that because, you know, fathers being removed from the home, homes. Um, people going into the prison system and not being rehabilitated and coming back to society. Um, young men, obviously, without those fathers, how that becomes part of a cycle. So when, I, when, when she, like, zeroed in on that, it made me be like, man, this is a source of a lot of our pain, mm -hmm. you know, the prison system. And I, you know, I had someone, this, this cat named Scott Butnick, who always asked me to go to a couple of prisons. You know, good yeah, yeah, Scott, good people with, with ARC, ARC. Um, he'd always asked me to go to, to some prisons to visit, but I didn't. But then when I, you know, got to that moment, I understood that, man, I needed to be a part of changing this. Mm -hmm. And um, I started going into the state of California prisons first and just, talking to individuals, just listening, seeing what they needed. And then we ended up going and getting some, meeting with some legislators and getting some bills passed, the bill passed in the state of California, it's SB amazing. 394 and 395, where no longer would juvenile, juveniles be able to be sentenced to life without parole mm -hmm. in that state. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm working uh, to imagine justice as an organization we formed um, and, and, you know, and got to guide this and to organize this. But we working to get bills changed. We working to get programs in prisons. We working to, like, get bail reform, you know, because, like, poor people are being put in jail and staying in jail just because they poor, it's you know. So, yeah, it's crazy. You know, our country, the country does, does our people, like, you know, we know how to do our people. But yeah. I'm just really trying to be as active as possible. No, I appreciate that, and congratulations on the work that Imagine Justice is doing. Like, it's, it's really having an impact. So, yeah. you know, we look forward to partnering and yes, doing work um, with you all. Yeah, we definitely looking forward, because y'all, like, I, I love connecting with the real workers, the people that do the work, and Color of Change, y'all do the work, man. Mm -hmm. so, Thank you, thank yeah. you. We trying, we trying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to get back to the book because at Riverside, you killed it oh, thanks, on man. Monday. Thanks, and, man. Um, and you write about Riverside in your book. You talk about how the significance of it for yourself and for our community and, and Maya Angelou and, and just everything, that, that journey. Yeah. Um, and the, the church itself, the significance because of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. said, yeah. you know, had his final one, his final speeches there beyond Vietnam. He called for the end of the Vietnam War and yeah. called for peace. So I thought it was just fitting given yeah. that you're talking about love and, yeah. and leading with love. Why? But there was a point when you brought someone out for the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> which, was... which was, I was like, oh, you're taking a risk there. Mm -hmm. um, 
why was it important to bring someone you've never met to the stage um and all you do it just seems like authentically you love people and you love yeah. connecting with community yeah i do love people so i wanted to bring someone from the stage because the presentation we had at riverside on monday was it was a, a combination of theater, music, interactive. That's why I wanted to bring someone on stage. Mm -hmm. And then the book reading. So I, I'm, I'm a person, I'm a people person. And, I, and I, I'll bring you on stage. And I, I was, thank God she had a lot to say. She yeah. admits, you know, but at first I was sitting there like, okay, what is going to go on? I don't know what's going to happen. But I mean, but it's kind of, I do like the joy of, of being present and like, like the unknown a little bit. Like, yeah. and, and, and it's, the authenticity of actually bringing somebody and having to be present because, you know, certain things you do, like within the monologue was already set. Like, the, the you know, what I was going to say in my speech was mostly set. Yeah. But this had to be like, yeah, that okay, was impromptu. Right, It worked out. She was great. And you, I could tell uh, it was funny because she, she was waiting for you to come you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, for a long yeah, time yeah. and the fact that she was able to get up there man you made her life man. i love she, that i yeah, love her that life man. Was shining, so, yeah so you. i appreciate that yes, sir. um your music has been i just have to say it's been a soundtrack to my life oh, man, um you, and, and to so many others in fact i believe we first met on the set of um your shoot in baltimore for black america yes again. Uh, with my best friend i'm cinematographer bradford young and, yeah. and my partner rashida bumbray um, and this week I was reminded of the lyrics of Black America again, because uh, you spoke about Sandra Bland and recently a uh, video captured from the traffic stop that led to her arrest and subsequent death was finally made public. Uh, Sandra Bland's death was an important organizing moment for color change and for many of us not organizers, particularly around prosecutor accountability. Uh, everyday activists are fighting for other people, uh, but not necessarily in the midst of that fight taking care of themselves. But at Riverside, you mentioned one of the most important things activists can do is take care of themselves and focus on self-care and self-love. What advice do you have for activists who every day are fighting for the Sandra Blands and Trayvons of the world to sustain themselves and focus on self-love? Yeah, that's a great question, Rashid. I think the, the advice I would give to an activist is, I said self-activism is the first step, meaning you, each and every day, like, find what it is that you love to do or something that's feeding you. Like for me, it's prayer, it's exercising, mm -hmm. it's watching a little basketball, you know. And I, and I was I up late last night. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I love hoops, but I'm saying I don't get to watch bas basketball every day but the days I can, but you know, nothing will get in the way of my prayer and and nothing, you know, if I, I like to exercise because it gets my mind off of different things. My, my point is, you find those things that really resonate with you on a spiritual level, on just taking care of yourself level, and you make sure you do those things because then you can go out and be a healthy activist. Like you mm -hmm. could be, you won't be like depleted and drained. And I'm saying that from experience, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think as, as activists, we are, activism is done out of love too. Angela Davis, I just sat and did a um, Q&A with her, just a discussion with her. And she was like, man, activism is love, you know? Yeah. And I was, I really respected that yeah, because, yeah. because that's, that is what you're doing it out of. So when you are giving that, you want to make sure you're giving it to yourself too. Um, and I think, you know, aligning yourself with, with organizations that are, that are for what you believe in and, and, and 
can help you advance the work is I think important for us as activists. Like the way we partner Imagine Justice, Color of Change, it's like we're doing it to get things done. No, I appreciate that. And I love, like I said, love is, is like the theme. And just yeah. um, one of the things I appreciate, I started practicing immediately, was just seeing light around everybody. Yeah, like your man. mom yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm on the, uh, the subways of New York. I'm going to start practicing. Yeah, practice that. You got, sometimes you got to practice it, man, because people, you know, and what Rashid is referring to is like my mom told me that, you know, sometimes when you think of something negative about somebody, put a light around them. And it just took, it takes the weight off of you too, like a, a, a light, just put a light, like see light around them. Mm -hmm. And it and it it took the, it takes the weight off you sometimes, especially when somebody you mad at, like or somebody just did something, you know, it could be that, um you know, traffic, what, what do they call it when you mad at somebody in traffic? Uh, oh, yeah, traffic rage, rage, road rage. Yeah, road rage. Yeah, it could be that and or anything, you be in line and somebody, or it could be somebody that really hurt you deeply. Yeah. and. Um, I found that to be a good practice sometimes. It helps because it, what this book is talking about and what my mother referred to is like, just in negative situations, shifting to look to the positive of it and figuring and seeing things from a positive perspective and putting positive energy towards a tough situation. That's what I want people to do during these times, mm -hmm. that's what I'm striving to do. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. these times are real challenging. People going into spiritual settings, shooting mm -hmm. and killing people. Mm -hmm. You know, like, all, so much is going on, basically, with the political sphere. But man, we can still see the beauty in life and, and focus on those things. And I think that spreads around, man, because the people greater than, than the government, people greater than that hatred, too. Mm -hmm this question that we asked our guests at hashtag tell black stories podcast. Yeah. What is one story that has not been told about our community that you would love to see Hollywood put on the big screen? I would like, I would like to see a story about Gil Scott Heron. Um, he's one of, he's an artist that's so dynamic and a human being that was so dynamic. I would love to see his story on the big screen. And another story would be something I would love to see a story that's dealing with, um, whether documentary or not, like um, a story of a couple that's like into yoga and different things that 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 we don't normally see, mm -hmm. that they don't show in Hollywood that we as black people actually do, like a, a couple that is different. Like basically, I'm saying the Love Jones, but that has pushed the envelope now. It's on some whatever new things uh, that black people, as a diverse culture we express well i'm gonna assume you gotta be producing both yeah, of yeah, those yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. you know that, you know uh, that. well common thank you again this has been an amazing conversation you can get common's new book let love have the last word in bookstores everywhere and you can also find more of the hashtag tell black stories podcast at tellblackstories.org slash podcast or whatever platform you stream your podcast yeah.